0: Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited. So you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you'd like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash from us films, or just search from us F R U M E S S. And don't forget to like share and subscribe audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening jeff from us necdos oh, <laughs> dominos that's so bad so bad why do you let me do that why why don't like do why don't you stop don't me? do that why don't you stop me i'm no. stopping
1: you now don't ever do that <laughs> i again. mean
0: why do you i don't want to do it you just it's like okay okay hi because
1: you have the controls and i can't pull the plug you <laughs>
0: you. how you doing for Welcome. now <laughs>
1: How's everybody doing? Welcome to Simple Celluloid. Tonight, we're going to discuss, to a little bit close to my heart, satanic cult horror. Because they don't make these like they used to. They're ridiculous films, but they're good. And I mean satanic cult horror. not So, no old man. No, The Exorcist is not a cult film. We're talking black robes, a whole lot of fucking. If The Exorcist is not a cult, it's not a satanic cult film. It's a possession film. So yeah, no but it's a make satan- that
0: It is satanic. It's
1: not a cult film. We're talking about cults, black robes, black candles, all that shit.
0: What about The yeah, Omen? The Omen is a satanic cult for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, totally. With that.
1: I totally, it's a conspiracy.
0: It. There can, is a. It's a conspiracy. They are. They are trying. No, because it's all for you, Damien. They. They are. They are in service to the dark lord. It is that is satanic, cult shit, Chris. Well, I'm you telling
1: can you. talk. Well, you can talk about. You can talk okay. about the old one. Go, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. You. Do, you, you. You. I you won't talk about
1: it, it, but you can. I like the old one, but not what I was yeah. going for. No, no. no um, but do your intro. So, do, the, do the intro. Well, I, I'm doing it. <laughs> So the basically we're gonna look at films like Satan's Blood, Satan's Slave, Eye of the Devil, Devil Rides Out, things like that, and of course whatever Jeff brings to the table as well. But um, that's where my head is. Black candles, which I did an awesome sculpture of. For, Show it uh, to us, Mystic Museum. I'll put it up on the um, I'll put it up on the Instagram. Instagram. So you'll be able to see it. I don't have it. It's at uh, Mystic Museum. Oh, cool! You can you can own it though for five hundred dollars.
0: Oh, oh, here you go. Hold on. So there you go. Where? Well, can you, wouldn't, people... you wouldn't
1: pay me. You'd pay Mystic Museum.
0: I was gonna say. So where can people do that? Tell them how to how they can if they want to. They
1: gotta go to Mystic Museum. They, they can go online to Mystic Museum. It should be online, or you can go ahead and drop in an email because it was part of their whole. Um, slash back video thing they sell oh, art during love slash, slash, back back. Video.
0: Love so, slash back. amazing
1: um i sculpted that about a year ago again this is you know pandemic times, so
0: i didn't know that you were a sculptor that's amazing like what what are you sculpting what's your medium
1: i can um that was like one of the first times in a long time and you know so i was kind of filling the out as i went it's mm-hmm. just um it's um super sculpted Oh, it's super sculpty and a video cassette, and I can't even describe it to you. Just, just when we get to black candles, I'll I'll tell you about what I sculpted. Sure. Because basically everything has to be a VHS tape because it's a video store setup. Oh, so you have the right. Your art centered around a VHS tape. So I got a clamshell tape, from super sculpty. And wow. I got crazy, but um. Anyways. So, um, yep, I picked this I picked this topic like on what Monday? So I'm you know, obviously I was prepared. So I hope you had time to prepare. So I, tell me, I, first of all, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. I I I don't know if I'm gonna be able I, I don't know if my movies count anymore. You're making me feel like uh I'm not sure if I I'm not sure if I, my my stuff qualifies. I'm. I still have a. I have a position to take. But you go ahead. You do your thing, and I'll I'll do my thing. I got it. I got some.
1: So, in other words, you were lazy, and you were just going to rely on the tried and trues.
0: No, I just I just I think that like the Omen and Rosemary's Baby and Hacksaw and stuff like this would fall into that kind of category. You know. Like, it's all cult stuff. Ninth Gate, would Ninth Gate count? Devil's Advocate? Yeah,
1: I, I don't count Ninth Gate. Um, you can count Devil's Advocate. I think that's a highly underrated film.
0: Oh, <laughs> I love Devil's it so Advocate. much.
1: Poor, poor Keanu Reeves. You know, he had a whole bunch of dialogue at the end of that film. Really? His big face-off with Al Pacino? Yeah. He had a bunch of dialogue. It it's was a more really a, long film. It was a two-person, you know, back and forth. They cut all his dialogue. Really? Why was that? Because Al Pacino was wiping the floor with him. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Like, Al Pacino would, like, come up to the table, and, like, he's got all these props, right? Yeah. So he'd, like, grab the candlestick, throw it down, grab this book, yell at him toss it over his shoulder, grab this. I mean, he was just working the scene every time. One, two, three, boom, boom, boom. And Keanu looked like a gunfighter walking out to the middle of the road knowing that he was defeated. And I love Keanu, but he was not, you know, he was still younger and hadn't quite gotten his groove yet. And it was... It was embarrassing, so they cut all his scenes. They're like, just react.
0: Just react. I have to tell you, that is a masterful yeah. film, and it is two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. It's a long movie. Like, people don't realize how long it is. It's like, it's grotesquely long, I would even say. Because the build, the movie really builds at the end and crescendos with that, you know, I don't even know. It's like the last 20 minutes of the movie is when it, like, really just crescendos. It basically, it becomes... Pacino's soap soapbox and he just friggin' just throws exactly. it down you know so but let's talk about let's talk about satanic cultor, not just satanic but satanic cultor. tell me yeah. um which is kind of a blind I mean in general this is kind of a blind spot for me I from what I know about satanic cult films these are films that somewhat, and I know this is going to sound like, oh, you're just talking about Rosemary's Baby, but I feel like it's more than that. It generally revolves around a conspiracy, or that there are there is a conspirator, there is a conspiratorial element in some of these films, uh, you know, heightened paranoia, not really sure what's go- kind of going on, and usually crescendos in some sort of revelation.
1: I would say, yeah. But the conspiracy it's not always like a far-reaching conspiracy. Sometimes it's very internal. It's very personal, like just on a family level, you know, but yeah, that's a big part of it is people walking around not knowing what's going on. like rosemary's baby is a good example of that. you know, it's very family orientated. It's a very small personal thing um as opposed to something like the omen, which is
0: global. For lack of a better way of putting it, it really is. Right. Um, Rosemary's say, baby in a in an apartment building. Omen is That's it. You're
1: dealing with just the family and her, you know? Right. Neighbors. That's it. And and what that's um what that's gonna entail. Um, there's also Mefita Waltz. Mefista Waltz is just Rosemary's Baby Light. Really? <laughs> What's that about? I've never seen that. It's, What's that about? Um, basically, it's the same thing. Ellen Alda is a pianist. Ellen Alda from MASH mm-hmm. is a pianist who um, he's not. He's okay. He's not great, but he sells his soul to be great. There's there's right. an older man who's fantastic, who he basically wants his talent, so he sells his soul to get it.
0: Right, just a, fa- a Faustian bargain. this person. Yep.
1: Uh, he basically bargain. becomes this person, and so it's very Rosemary's Baby. It's the same stuff, just you know, slightly different. It's it's okay. It's not bad. You can pick it up for like seventeen bucks on Blu-ray. It's worth it. Um, It's got some weird shit in it. It's got some good visuals. But what, are your some, like what are some Rosemary's of your favorites? Baby Part two. Um, let's see. the Waltz. I do like. Um, What's up, Ballad? What's, what's up, Ballad?
0: What's up, Jeff? Um
1: Jeff? Satan's Blood is probably my all-time favorite. Okay. Satan's Blood was made in 1978. Came out here in 1978. It starts off as a weird sort of docudrama. Uh-huh. Where, like, this guy's seen at a table, and he's telling you all about Satanism in America. Yeah. And it's it's if you look in the background, he's got... A Darth Vader something. I can't remember one. It might be the soundtrack album or something, but he's got some Darth Vader shit in the background on his bookshelf. (laughs) So, it's a little distracting, only if you know, because you're just kind of like, what is this guy's deal? (laughs) Because he's like an older, distinguished gentleman type, and it's just just weird. But he goes over what Satan is in America today, Uh and what's happening now and how you better be careful. And then it launches into a film. And it's a couple who's um, going out for the day with their dog and they're driving and they run into somebody um, on the road at a light. He's like, hey, hey. And he says he's an old college buddy of them, of the husbands particularly. He doesn't remember this guy at all, but this guy's telling stories. Oh my God, you were always late to this class and that. But his story's not adding up. Like he's like, remember we were in so-and-so's class, and like the so-and-so, and he was the dean. No, he wasn't. See, you're you're losing your memory in your old age. <laughs> so they basically they sort of railroad them into going over to their place, which is deep in the country, in the middle of nowhere, for drinks. And they sort of induct them into a satanic
0: orgy. Oh, so you become a member once you, you jump into well, the origin. Well, they're just,
1: they're just doing shit with them to do it. And um, just bad stuff happens. I don't want to spoil any of it for anybody, but just every bad thing you can imagine happens. There is murder. There is sacrifice. There's a whole lot of fucking uh, and a whole lot of weird Ouija board stuff.
0: Um, how about this one? Have you seen hack lantern
1: Yeah, I've seen it. Also known as Halloween Night.
0: That is a really fun sort of satanic cult film where you have the grandfather is like, he like escaped out of a John Waters movie and he's really like bananas. It's kind of, everything happens in a barn, which is very like sort of like satanic cult thing to do, you know. (laughs) Kind of all over the place.
1: And yes, it is balanced. A film that oh. has a
0: satanic cult element that truly shocked me when I revisited it was The Last exorcist in 2010. I came That's in a expecting a generic supernatural film, but it had a unique angle. I did not realize that. I'll tell you something. I just watched The Frighteners today. And The Frighteners. For the first time? No. Oh, my God, no. I okay. love The Fright*. No, it's like one of my favorite okay. friggin' movies. I, I And here's the I thing. I you. And I'll tell you something too. That's getting an Arrow box set release. But why am I bringing that up in a Satanic cult episode? Because they're part of a cult. Well, here's the thing. Let me ask you this: Um, Have you seen the director's cut? Mm -hmm. So, one of the best parts of the director's cut. One of the best parts about this film is Jeffrey Combs as Sergeant. As sorry, as Agent Milton Dammers, who is a part of the CIA investigating. The murders in this town of Fairwater, which is America, which is New Zealand, uh, masquerading as America. It's just like really got a really interesting sort of look. And if you look just right, you'll see the dead alive cemetery uh, is the same cemetery that they use in this film. In any case, uh, what gets cut out of the theatrical version is this incredible soliloquy or whatever monologue, whatever you want to call it. Uh, when when Agent Dammers uh, brings Lucy to the cemetery, he says, "My life is a roadmap of pain," and uh-huh. then he rips yeah he rips open his chest, and then he proceeds to just discuss how. He he basically reveals that he suffers from this crazy PTSD because he was uh, a sex slave for the Manson family on Spawn Ranch in 1969 for six months and then was involved with another uh, satanic cult where he drank goat's blood for three years. And then, again, like like another and another. And he, like, shows all the scars on his body. And it's just a really sort of interesting sort of concept that I kind of want to see have its own movie. It would be perfect for a satanic cult film where you just sort of see, like, the CIA agent uh, dealing with the fallout, uh, going undercover, and busting out all these cults. He says in the film, I get all the fruity cases. Meaning, you know, a friend of mine said this, and I thought he was so brilliantly right. He basically said, this is what the X-Files would look like if everybody wasn't like suave and good looking and it wasn't Hollywood. Like that's what the real X-Files would be. It would be infiltrating satanic cults uh, under the guise of the FBI and the CIA. So it's kind of interesting. Literally. I like that. I like that. You like that? Um, what else? Give, give, give me some other films that you really love that 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 you sh- we sh- people should be watching, putting out on their radar for satanic cults.
1: Let's see. Well, I'll give you another one, and then I want you to go ahead and give us a couple. We'll go back and forth on this one. Another one is... Oh, this is an easy one. The um, Let's go with The Devil Rides Out. Christopher Lee, you know The Devil Rides Out. So no, Satan's Bride, or Devil's Bride. Devil's Bride. It's the one that the mask is from. The oh.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's okay, not cool. the Amite
1: Demon mask, it's the fucking Devil's Rides Out mask.
0: Right, right.
1: I hate it it's kinda like when Mare when Nike had that whole campaign with revolution from the Beatles, walk around high school and girls like, Oh look, it's the it's the Nike song. No oh my God. It's a That's Beatles the
0: Beatles. Beatles.
1: <laughs> S- swear to God. I, I yeah, I was a dick then. <laughs> Losing my mind on people, you fucking illiterate bastard. No, stop watching TV. So yeah, same thing. It's a hammer mask. It's The Devil Rides Out, which was Christopher Lee, based on a Dennis
0: Wheatley book.
1: It was the last good hammer film. The last film before they just died. Their ugly death.
0: What um so what's the cult element in that one?
1: Um basically it's like this whole This cult guy's son is basically being groomed and they go in to raise him. This other guy comes in to help raise him and take care of him. And then you have of course you have evil Christopher Lee who's actually trying to battle Satan this time. Huh. But because he's but he's an occult guy. So right. there's a whole lot of like giant tarantulas and weird stuff like that. It's more of um it's kind of like the evil is inside and we're trying to protect it. Think of it as a a sister film to like the omen. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm down it's with that. It's kinda like
1: it's kinda like that. So it's not bad. But he's, you know, basically what um the guy's name is Mokada. What he's basically trying to do is destroy everybody in this cult. You know, for the huh. sake of for the sake of goodness. So it it's good. It's different. It's especially different for a hammer film.
0: Um, so I okay, so right off the bat, what this may not some people may not classify this. I think this fits. Um, I am a big fan of the Poe sort of Corman movies. and one of the things that makes them so great is that they sort of blend a lot of different elements together. and one of them that does it really, really well is Mask of the Red Death in from nineteen sixty four where okay. you have you have like you have these 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 guys in flowing robes that sort of open and close the movie beautiful i don't know if you call that technicolor or whatever just flowing beautiful robes and they're conducting some kind of ritual and then we find out that Vincent Price himself he kind of like does all this sort of sorcery like magic and that's what's so great about them they sort of just take all of these elements and, and blend them together. Uh, I don't know if also, are you a fan of Ben Wheatley?
1: Yes and no. I don't mind his writing. Um, his adaptations are hit and miss. But um yeah I guess I guess I am.
0: His he made a film, oh god, what the hell is the name of it? Um it's it was before. It was after Sightseers. It was before A Field in England. I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. God, what the hell's the name of that movie? But it starts off as a as a couple of hitmen. They're do, they're doing. I'm spoiling the shit out of this, by the way. They're doing. Um, they're 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 on this mission, and the film basically the back end of the film turns out that it's like this whole sort of they stumble onto this crazy pagan ritual. And it's just really, really out there. It's something that you're not expecting at all. It's like a third act reveal that, you know, again, when you rewatch the film, you can kind of sort of see it coming. But it's nothing like that first time when you first watch it and you're just like, holy shit. Like what the – like where – you suddenly realize you're in a field and there's a bonfire and you're like – Holy fuck! And that leads me to another sort of thing. What's interesting, uh, the, uh, another sort of con- notation, connotation about this genre, and how it kind of like works hand in hand with religion. Whereas you know, there the, the satanic cults borrow a lot from you know sort of pagan stuff and incorporate right. it into this sort of like one note it's like one note satanism you know what i mean like we're just going to call this satanism you know like 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 straight up thank you it's called kill list that's what it's called kill list great fucking movie dude yeah it is yeah it is i know it and it's a great example that's a great example of what i'm talking about where and it, you know it extends to like vampire films as well where like you have you know again the way to defeat a vampire is with a cross you know same thing with the exorcist the way you're going to defeat Pazuzu a demon is if uh you have a what of uh, what is he what is he a reverend a preacher what what is it in in uh Christianity in in the movie in the exorcist Pazuzu? No no no. Or... Father Martin. What is he? Oh the... A father. It's called a father. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any of this shit, dude. I, well, I literally know nothing.
1: Father Marin.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. There's like a deacon, a father, a, a, a you know, all these different Those things. All, they're all different religions. They're all, but, all but within Christianity.
1: Christianity has a lot of sex. That's what I mean. So, yeah. So,
0: and but the all point is. Separate. Okay, so but my point is, yeah, but they all believe in Christ, right? Like they all mm-hmm. worship and believe in Christ. So they believe in
1: a version of Christ,
0: a version of Christ, right? So their version, yeah, their version, perfect, right? Exactly. So you, but but it's like the good force, the force that can defeat the evil, comes from you know th- this religious standpoint, and what it does is it kind of like creates this very sort of black and white model of things that are far more nuanced, you know? And it's very interesting how it's sort of like, you see all these films, they kind of permeate though that kind of like sort of black and white mentality around these, these concepts, you know?
1: Well, you, you have to consider, you cannot believe in the devil unless you believe in some version of Catholicism or Christianity. You have to believe in God. To believe in the devil it's part of the same mythology so they're gonna be hand in hand anytime you have that and vampires are an old world creation right right so again it's very much steeped in the fear of evil and what do we use to combat that the bible christianity right, right. righteousness so th- it's hand in hand because it simply can't be undone i mean you can make up something and write something interesting but everything that's come up at this point is because they are fundamentally tied to each other
0: Oh yeah, very much that's so. That's just the way it is. But it, but what, it's just fascinating to see how the both sides of this sort of like duality of good and evil have developed out of things that are far more nuanced and that's what that's what I find really really interesting. And it goes all the way back to Haxon, Witchcraft Through the Ages, which is a really interesting documentary from 1922. Uh, it's Swedish. And it sort of like deals with a lot of you know this imagery and this stuff that would eventually you know be redone in, in all the movies that that Chris is, is is dropping on us right now take something from Haxon, which is kind of like the granddaddy of it all of you know devils and and basically what they are is they're kind of like these segmented morality sort of tales and situations. Yes. Yeah, vignettes that kind of show different aspects of of witchcraft and devils or whatever you want to call them. And uh, it's really interesting. And it's something that you could throw on. It's silent and it isn't another language, but you can find English translations. And it's it's something that will still captivate you and something that you will still very much enjoy, I think. Um, I recommend it to everybody to check it out. You know, you don't get to any of that other stuff without Haxon. Hackson's what kind of, you know, kicks into gear. And then Chris also mentions the Faustian bargain, which is another sort of aspect, making a deal with the devil in some way, shape, or form. You have a movie like The Devil and Daniel Webster, which came out, I think it was 1943. And that film, you know, uh, deals with, you know, trying to... uh basically negotiate your soul with satan because like what do they want like in all of these satanic cult films and sa- satanic films what is the desire what is the want of the cult like what are they trying to do
1: basically sacrifice to satan it's all it's usually for sacrifice it's usually right. you know we've brought you something or to induct But usually it's sacrifice.
0: You know, it's funny, actually. Do you know what else has a satanic cult in it? This blew my mind. I mean, I really thought it was just a movie about little creatures. What do you think I'm going to say? I don't
1: know.
0: Ghoulies. Ghoulies is... uh, Dude, I swear. Ghoulies has a whole satanic cult at the beginning. It's crazy, dude. It's really, really crazy. And then they summon up these little demon creatures. But the whole first act of the movie... Surrounds like sorcery via, you know, like satanic cult. It's kind of out there, man.
1: No, no, I hear you. Ballad. I would yes. disagree with that ballad. I would say no on Ready or Not. Love I agree. Movie. I had to think about it because I had to watch it a few times. I didn't know how to feel about it for a while, but I did enjoy it. It has um, those. It has those elements. I, I wouldn't say it's yeah, but I wouldn't say it's satanic
0: cult film. It's not. It. They make a deal with the devil. There is a conspiracy against the person who doesn't Do know. Do they
1: actually make a deal with the devil? Is it actually stated?
0: It's an inherited deal. Yes, it's an inherited okay, deal I with don't the remember, devil. so. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's an inherited deal with the devil it, when you marry a family.
1: It lacks the aesthetic.
0: I, I yeah, but it takes- Robes. It
1: was- okay, satanic cults had one, or not one, but they had a few things. A lot of sex and fucking- Black robes or brown robes. Ghoulies has both of those things. Okay, but ready or
0: not, there's not.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, but I, I haven't watched Ghoulies in years. Oh, you should really rewatch it. You should rewatch it, man. It's He's it's a the really toilet, good time.
1: Dude. I mean, I'll watch it,
0: but he yeah, is in the I'll toilet. Watch it again. But you should. You should. You'll, it's you'll, the most ridiculously
1: You'll
0: you'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it. I think Okay. Um I, I think that's like real. I think that's a really important element, though the conspiracy element. That's something that I gravitate towards too, because I'm not a big satanic cult fan at all, really. The, the element that I love the most about these films is the conspiracy element. Is the, the paranoia of the protagonist as they as every, as reality sort of like unravels around them as they're trying to figure out what exactly is going on. A great film. That sort of deals with satanic cults is House of the Devil by T.I. West in 2009.
1: Phenomenal. What, you
0: know what is it? Just
1: Ty?
0: Yeah. I, I've never said his name out loud. That's the first time I ever said it out loud. T- yes, Ty West.
1: Ty.
0: Ty, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a great film. I love that
1: fucking movie. So good. So freaking that good. That movie is so sort of unassuming. You're yeah. watching it, it keeps coming, it keeps going. It's not until Greta Gerwig, the little fucking director of Greta Gerwig now, drives, you know, drives out to go, you know, hey, you got a light so she can have another cigarette and gets her fucking blame, brains blown out. Remember that? That you don't expect by AJ Bowen. And it just it's so unexpected. Turn the sound all the way up. And it's just like, what the fuck just
0: happened? And, and then, then at, from there, yeah, it goes nuts. That third act is just not to be believed. It's so it's perfect. It really is perfect. Yes. I it agree. just builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. And Tom Noonan is great. It just yep. really, it's really great. Okay, what about this? Um,
1: it's fantastic and it. agreed Ballad.
0: Here's a modern one, speaking of Ready or Not, another Samara Weaving film. fricking The Babysitter.
1: The Babysitter.
0: Perfect example of a satanic cult that does not have any robes in it, but absolutely has that... Or f- el- fucking. Uh, yeah, there's no fucking either. And you want to know no. something? It has that satan. It has that conspiratorial element, though. The little mm-hmm. boy thinks that something's up, and it's then a, he finds. Yeah, it's sorry, a fun movie. No, no, no really I'm just
1: gonna agree with you. It's it's a fun yeah. movie. Yeah, I dig those both of them. What but about it's this? definitely It's a different. Again, like we talked about about commercialism last yeah. week. Yeah, it's the same thing. You know, it's kind of
0: Netflix. You
1: know, it's you know, it is what it is. It's a good time, but you're definitely playing a different from cool. You can throw on the babysitter in front of your parents or whatever, but you can't throw on Satan's blood in front of anybody. <laughs> well, in front of in front of your parents or your significant other's parents, that's not gonna go well. Balance, in fact right. just because of that, I encourage it. <laughs> put this ballad out yeah,
0: put it, put it. Put no. Ballad says, uh, P- uh, "Hereditary." Hail Pyman. Yeah, Hail Pyman. Totally. I,
1: totally. Okay, I like Hereditary a lot. I, did. I love it. Great. But here's my issue with Hereditary. This is the thing that took me out of the movie. And I like it. I think the ending makes up for the rest of it. But it is clearly a film that was made by opportunity. We can get Tony. We can get Tony Collette. Okay. We can get that fucking ugly kid from Jumanji. Oh, he's hot. Okay. We get Gabriel Byrne. Okay. They got all these people that were either hot, or, are of course going to bring in financing, which I get. I understand it. I
0: mean, but at the end of the
1: day, they yeah. Well, no, because if you have integrity like me, you just don't make movies unless you can make them right. But I can get on, you know, I'd be on my high horse all fucking day long. But I believe in that. I don't believe in making bullshit. So here's what he does. We have a family that doesn't look like a family at all. None of those fucking people look related. Gabriel Byrne and
0: her. I and will. I, I will agree, agree with sh- that. Yes. Okay. I will agree with that.
1: Gabriel Byrne, again, huge fan Zex Excalibur. Love Gabriel Byrne. I like Tony Collette. She's great. They don't look like a couple. They don't act like a couple. They have no chemistry. I spent a good 20, 30 minutes thinking he was her fucking dad. And then you have their kid, the son. Where the fuck did he come from? And then you have their ugly, weird fucking hobbit daughter. None of them look related. And that is because opportunity. So that... I struggled with I struggled with the whole movie because they don't look like a fucking family unless it's a fast and furious kind of family. You know, I just I couldn't get on board with that. But it's well made, the ending kicks ass, it'll knock you in the fucking gut. Everybody's a great actor, it works, but I can't set aside my disbelief for an hour and a half
0: that they're related. And I had a big problem with that. What did you think about Satanic Panic?
1: Chelsea's movie?
0: Yeah. I liked it. I really liked it a lot. You know, I thought I it was like Chelsea. really fun.
1: Chelsea is in eighties die hard. I mean, we would go to the, the um Hollywood Cemetery mm-hmm. to go watch films. Mm-hmm. She wore a wild stallions hat one day. From Bill and Ted Worms Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill it. and Ted. I mean, she is all about the eighties. So it made sense that her first feature would be that and i enjoyed it it's It's really great it's really really great it's a good time and it just it was one of those things that you look at you go okay that makes sense that she would turn out a movie like that and it's it's well made you know she she's very talented i think she's only going to get better when she can get some you know bigger money
0: um I liked Midsummer more than Hereditary, but I thought they were both really great, and they're both made by yeah, right. It's the same director, same director. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, I... yeah. And I like Midsummer; it was good. I have, I have, um, I have a friend who liked Midsummer, but she will swear up and down that it's not a horror film. Huh? And that's for, for it's because of her own beliefs. I can't okay. answer for her, but she's a practicing witch, and she's like, you no, know, I like it. It's not a horror movie, though.
0: Well, listen, so. I I would respect that because again, I don't know what it I don't know what it means to be a witch or to believe in that stuff, and you know, she might view it through a prism well, that where it's not it doesn't it doesn't apply in that way. So I totally understand. Well, it's and respect simply that.
1: it's simply they have a pagan belief, right? So right. in a way, you're not watching a horror film, and this is just as, as simple as I could break it down in a non biased way. You're not watching a horror film. You're watching.
0: A religious film.
1: Basically, yeah. It's you know, you can call it a religious film, you know. Or a lifestyle film, depending on how you want to look at it. So it's just, you know, every, like everything. It depends on your personal point of view.
0: Um, have you seen The Shrine? What year? It came out in twenty ten. I saw it on Netflix.
1: The Shrine. No, nope, doesn't sound familiar.
0: Oh my god. This is must watch, especially it fits in thematically with all of this stuff. I don't know if it it's not satanic. It yeah, it is. It's like demonic. Oh my god, yes.
1: You demonic have, and I,
0: satanic. I'm no. You know what? I'm like really frustrated that you haven't seen this film because I really want to hear what you think about it. I think you will drop, really like it.
1: Drop me a link.
0: And I I'll will check it out. You really I'll check really it out over should. The weekend. I still gotta watch that stupid VHS ninety four. Um, I really liked ninety four a lot, and VHS two also. I don't know if it's it's kind of like it's a satanic cult. The best segment, yeah, the uh, best segment has a satanic cult. Well, yeah,
1: I know what you're talking about. That is a satanic cult. That was one of
0: the few things
1: in VHS two that I thought was okay. That's the best segment in all of VHS. Which is why I didn't jump on this one. I like them all. GD is all over that fucking
0: movie right now. Which one? VHS ninety four.
1: Ninety four.
0: Yeah, it's great, watch dude. It. You oh I'll no, you really no no no. He's at uh, uh, Danzig is correct. You really need to watch it.
1: Um, I'll get around to it. I'll do it this weekend because I'm tired of like I can't talk right now because all he wants to do is talk about it. Like so, I gotta watch it so I can shut him up.
0: I'm not familiar with the darkness. I haven't seen the darkness from two thousand two. No, don't know it. Who who's in that ballad? Um, he says the cinematography and the fact that it is pitch perfect daylight is super cool. I'm a big listen, and I got. I haven't seen the director's cut. I've actually been waiting to rewatch this film. What's going on, Jessica? Welcome to the show. Hi, hey, um, Jessica. We, I, you know, I've actually. I've actually been waiting to re-watch Midsommar because I want to see the director's cut. Because I've been told that it's even crazier than the theatrical cut. I want to see well, it.
1: It's, it's a slow burn. Just FYI. Yeah. It, it's a slow burn, but it's good stuff. I like it. I like Anna went in
0: this. In
1: what? The Darkness? Oh! Yeah. Okay, I know what
0: it is. I've
1: never watched it, but yeah, I know what it is.
0: Um, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness.
1: Actually, I think I saw it in the fucking theater and walked out.
0: What about John Carpenter? Ha- I, I need to revisit it. I'm sorry, John Carpenter's what? John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's you know. a good one. You know, I never watched it up until oh,
0: oh okay, you had Scream
1: Fest. So I was lucky enough to catch it on the big screen because I went and saw it during Scream Fest 2000... 12 maybe a couple of years after i started the site so it might have been 2012 and i went to go um check it out and really enjoyed it and was really sorry that i never watched it before that point it just it seemed like a lesser film to me, so i never watched it and um
0: really dug it how do you like really your devil did. how do you like your devil in the same way that in the same way that everybody likes their eggs cooked a certain way, in the same way that everybody likes a steak at a certain temperature, in the same way that everybody likes a certain cut of jeans in the way that they wrap around their legs, how do you, Chris, take your devil? What is your favorite kind of devil?
1: It depends on the film.
0: Okay, well... It depends on the film.
1: I can, I can go with... I can go with like the, the full-fledged horns and... You know, the full the full satanic 16th chapel kind of look. The classic look. I can uh-huh. go with that. Um, but also, you know, when I was little, this will blow your mind maybe. Roddy McDowell as oh. the devil on Fantasy Island. I love Roddy I was, McDowell. I was I fucking love freaked him. out by him because, you know, he carries a certain presence and a certain weight. So, mm. even on TV, but again, he's going up against Ricardo Montalban. So, you have two great actors who both have presence battling it out. It doesn't matter that they're on TV. It works. And mm. I was scared of him. I was like, all right. So, it just it depends on the project. You know who I think would make a fantastic devil? No makeup. Just him.
0: William and I fowl. would be
1: terrified.
0: Willem Dafoe
1: no John Malkovich Hmm. John Malkovich there are only a couple of people who I would never want to be trapped in a room with that I know could just bury me by talking and I'm very good at that John Malkovich Kevin Spacey can sit there and
0: talk you into blowing your fucking brains out Okay, my favorite devil. Okay, if I got to pick a Hmm. devil, I want Danny Elfman in Forbidden Zone. Oh, you're going... Is that for reals, or are you just trying to sound fucking cool? I'm not sounding cool. Forbidden Zone is one of my favorite films of all fucking time. Okay. And I know that movie, like, the inside... Uh, That's interesting. I know it so fucking well. It's one of my favorite fucking films. I bought it blind in a in a discounted bin. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it in a discounted movie bin at Sam Goody in two thousand five, and I saw that there was a frog butler in it. um, That Hervé. What's his face from Fantasy Island Those plays. Kids, yeah. yeah, he plays the King of the Sixth Dimension. And Danny Elfman plays the devil. And it's a musical. And it has music from the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. I'm fucking sold. And the, you know, Danny Elfman's in it for one scene and he just plays this devilish character. He is really fucking great and charming. And like I said, that movie, just phenomenal. Ballad's asking, what, what, what are our thoughts on the Al Pacino devil? I want to say, what kind of devil, in, 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 all, in all seriousness, what's my favorite kind of devil? My favorite kind of devil is the devil that makes a deal. That's the type of devil, the devil that that is going to tempt you and make a deal with you and is going to sort of like, you know, uh, 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 come, come a-callin' for his due. And uh, drag you down to Hades. That's kind of why, you know, it's not quite a a satanic cult film, but that's why drag me to hell is such a terrifying sort of uh, concept. And the demon that that she is dealing with, which isn't quite the devil, is so terrifying because he's going to come to collect his due as if she had sold her soul. She's marked and she is stressing out because she does not want to be dragged to hell.
1: Okay, um to answer Ballad before I retort.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I dig it because again, Al Albertino couldn't do fucking anything. That's why. Okay, side tangent, but just a brief one, just a sentence or two. That is why, right off the bat, I had respect for Jamie Foxx because he came from comedy, he came from Living Color and all that bullshit. His first movie, his first big film. Any given Sunday, he's able to stand in a room with Al Pacino and hold his own. Mm. And very few people can do that, especially that new in the business. He fucking owned every scene he was with, without. And it was just like, okay, this kid's serious. You know, he came to play ball, not, you know, to be a celebrity. So I was impressed. So yeah, Al Pacino in anything. He's fantastic in, in that film. He's a convincing. And I think that devil. that film's underrated.
0: He's it's a not, It's devil. not great.
1: Yeah, he, it is. Um, okay. Retort. And I know I'm in. I'm like a lot of things. I'm in the minority on this one. I did not like "Drag Me to Hell" for shit. Why? I got it for free and I fucking sold it without Why? opening it. That's all. I just didn't like it. Just didn't care. I was excited like everybody else. Sam Raimi does horror, you know. But one, I know Sam Raimi doesn't like horror, um, so it was like, uh, what's he gonna do? I didn't, I didn't like her. I didn't care about the character. Didn't like Justin Long. Didn't like. Her, didn't care about the predicament. There was nothing in that movie I liked. It's not badly made. I'm not. I'm not a fucking moron. I'm not going to sit there and tell you it was badly made. It's not. I just didn't care. And I will never watch
0: it again. Um, I I really, 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 really liked the, the dilemma, the urgency. And in fact, it's funny you say that you didn't like her and therefore didn't care. It's because I didn't like her that I very much wanted to see how it was going to play out. Was she going to get what she deserved and she most certainly did get what she deserved. I,
1: I just for me to for me to get on board with a film I have to it has to have one of two things either it better be written very well like I better fucking care you know or I need to like the characters you know like I've told you before if you if I like the characters I'll go on that journey. Which is why I have problems with like Invisible Man. It's mediocre and the chick's fucking ugly. Like, what am I watching this for? Sorry.
0: Um, no, it's a great story. Watch, it's good.
1: Sorry, fuck nope. you. I can go. I can go to Walmart for free and watch ugly people for ten minutes. I don't Except the ending. The ending is watch the
0: The, the ending movie. was frustrating. The ending the is frustrating. The whole movie's frustrating. No, it's not. It's really you, know, well you know I
1: haven't. You know I refuse to watch Handmaid's Tale because of her.
0: Oh my God, you have to watch Handmaid's Tale. No, it's I won't really watch good. It. It's really I won't watch good. It. I could Stop. read the
1: book, and the book's really good. I've read I the could book. i watched The Woman with Natasha Richardson, which is my Handmaid's Tale, and it's really good. I don't need to watch a series with a chick with a face of a man. Sorry. You should watch, watch it, dude.
0: Not you should, don't, you should watch it. It's good.
1: Did you do realize that I have not made a film because I can do it my way, and I've had money thrown at me. Do you think I'm going to watch a series with ugly people? No. That's the kind of conviction I have. Will not watch it. Don't care to watch it.
0: Um, What did you think of Evil Dead 2013? Liked it. It was fucking brutal. Enjoyed it. I liked it. I need to do a serious revisit because I watched it once in the theater. I haven't seen it since. I heard that there's a director's cut. I got to check that out. It's out on video.
1: It's at the time. It's, it's a good time. It's fucking brutal. About as brutal as you can get in a film today and make it to the theater. It's a, it's fucking good. They did a good job with it. And I'm interested in the new one.
0: By the way, I just want to say, just to double back on Hereditary for a minute, I okay. love the fact that they use Pyman and not call it, like, the devil. Because the devil can be such, like, a tired concept. What's going on, Amy? Uh, the devil can be such a tiring concept sometimes. It's nice to see them use a name like Pyman. Like Pyman, essentially, it's the same thing, but like, you know, it's just called something else. I I didn't well, really yeah, dig that. I mean,
1: you anytime you sort of flip the tables and make it interesting, because yeah. you have to. We've seen it so many times. Absolutely. I mean, which I don't know if you heard, we we were just talking about it. Love that film. In fact, might go watch it
0: tonight. Is, it, is the director's cut streaming anywhere? I think maybe I'll throw that on. I think for, it's uh, the
1: only cut you can watch. I don't know. Seriously? I'm checking I right bu- now. Dude, I Just buy watch. shit, okay? I'm not poor. I don't watch streaming. I buy Well,
0: stuff. I'm unemployed, so I got to be careful about how I spend money there. at the moment. So but,
1: Yeah, but I mean that more in the sense that most people stream nowadays. They don't buy physical media. I buy all my shit.
0: Well, I'd much rather so. own it if I could, but, you know, it's it, it well all depends.
1: you probably pick it up for like 15 bucks an hour or less. Okay, it's on, no, let me it's know. on stars. Let me okay. It's, it's on first? stars,
0: but I don't know if it's the, it says it's an hour and 30 minutes. I don't think it's the director's cut, which really upsets me. I, I really want to see the director's cut. I think one it one. is. What? It's an hour and 30 minutes? Is the director's cut? It's not
1: about the length. It's about the what they show you.
0: Hold on. <laughs> I don't know. Check it out. Evil Dead Director's Cut. Where does the Evil Dead fall into this sort of stuff? I mean, obviously it's not satanic it, cult. It's but not
1: satanic cult, so it doesn't fit it at all.
0: Demo- yeah, but is it like demonic possession? It's, like it's where
1: the, I would call it possession. I would put it under demonic possession.
0: Evil Dead Director's Cut.
1: Along with the Exorcist and things like that. Unholy.
0: Yeah, but The Exorcist Three is a is like a satanic cult film. No, it's isn't it? it's
1: a possession film. So the Exorcist films are possession
0: films. What about? Yeah, well, you can
1: go broad, like Amy says, and just call them all demonology.
0: I like. You know what? I really like that. Eric says it's a cult possession. A cult okay. is a tricky word. I'll give Eric
1: that. A cult well, is I mean, a you can go occult, and you can dice it up any way you want. You My know. personal favorite is what we've been talking about. That's the shit I like. I right. like them all, but you know we're not gonna talk about the biscuits dagger that's what about show.
0: <laughs> Dagger love that's, that's, that's not his show. no streaming <laughs> Evil Live is on Tuesdays. We're talking this is sinful cellular. We're talking about movies, dagger. you gotta you got we're gonna keeping it on topic tonight. um, what about um, oh, I just got thrown off my horse. I was about to bring up not the omen. Not Rosemary's Baby. Um, something that had to do with robes. It was involving. It was involving long flowing robes. I can't remember what it was. Um, hmm. What about what about movies that are in that sweet spot time for you between 1970 and 1975 that that qualify wow. for satanic cult films? Is there anything well, that you could recommend I mean, to say, me? Say- the, the,
1: Blood is wonderful. I know it's seventy-eight, but that's one. Other than that, there's Satan's Slave, which is how could I put Satan's Slave? It's <laughs> kind of an hour and a half Twilight Zone. Um, it's got Michael Guff in it, Alfred from the Batman, Michael go, movie from yeah. Batman movies. Michael Guff, yeah. Um, Guff, go, whatever the fuck his name is. I, um, I always and thought it was and go. The Old Hammer actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's great in it. Um, basically the setup is a family is going to visit their brother who's a doctor and they die in a car crash except for the daughter. So she goes in and gets sort of taken into this journey because the son there is this satanic cultist Hmm. who just brings women home to fuck them and then he kills them and sacrifices them it's it's a i can't say it's a it's a lesser film but it's a weird film it's a oh, little bit different oh it's a little bit different but it's good stuff other than that um, if i go psychomania. earlier
0: psychomania psychomania fucking phenomenal.
1: they all sell their, they all sell their soul to become immortal um psychomania honestly and i love the movie i love the soundtrack i have mm-hmm. it on vinyl I really love that film. But I will be the first person to tell you it's not a good film.
0: It's disagree. Not, it's
1: it's not good. Thoroughly disagree. To be, hold on. Let me let me break it down for you. Break it down. See, you do these things from an emotional standpoint. That's what you need to stop doing. Yes, it is. It's a it's a terrible fucking movie. One, it's boring, it drags, their deaths are ridiculous, and they're supposed to be Okay, you're immortal, right? Yeah. You're a biker gang, yeah. And you're now immortal. Yeah. What do they do? They go and her. They harass just make mischief. Shopping carts in the market. <laughs> yes. Shit that a fifteen-year-old would do. It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> they have a I good like time. The
1: movie a lot, but it's fucking dumb. <laughs>
0: i it, just it, love their costumes so, dude i love their like the
1: costumes are good and the, the song is great the that score song is good the song is and the score is good but it's kind of like werewolves on wheels it mm, haven't seen that it, but it's terrible but it has
0: so oh, you're breaking up no chris am i am i frozen or is he frozen can't tell who froze yes i agree the helmets are so iconic guys who chris is frozen okay chris you're frozen i'm gonna hide you for a minute and bring you back on hello chris oh no he's frozen i'll fill in the time lords of salem you know, I really want to give, I feel like I haven't give Lords of Salem a fair shake. I really want to watch it again. There he is. Chris, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool.
1: I'm here. So let me finish my rant before we go on Please. the Lords of
0: Salem. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Um, It's just, I don't know where I was. I was basically pitching that. Oh, it's kind of like, you know, World Fun Wheels. It's got a great pedigree. It has a nice idea, but it's not fucking good. You're never going to sit there and go, that's a good movie. It's not. It's just you know, fun. In fact, Werewolves on Wheels, it's not even fun. It's just, well, it's fun. No, I take that back. I'm just bitching. It's fun, but it's not good. Werewolves on Wheels, by the way, is not even fun. It's fun for like the first 20 minutes. I've never seen And then like the it. last 10. But it's not fun.
0: Are the do the werewolves okay.
1: look good at least? Yeah, they do. Oh, good. For like what you fucking get. They better. For like two seconds. <laughs> Let's put it hey. this way. Some of their werewolves are in the opening credits that I did for that video that um I'm gonna start tacking onto this. right.
0: Right, so, right, right.
1: Um those are from Werewolves on Wheels. Okay, Lords of
0: Salem. Wait, 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 wait. I wanna say this. Let me say something first. Say Lords go. of Salem. Lords of, I watched Lords of Salem and at first I was like I was like really hating on it. And then I was kind of – and then I kind of changed my mind um, and started to go, whoa, is this Rob Zombie's actually most interesting film? And I'm not really sure where I stand on it. I want to give it a fair shake and rewatch it. And um, there's some really trippy, crazy shit that happens later on in that film. And I just felt like – I sort of like was like uh, half conscious when I watched some of it. I watched it very late at night. And it was a bit of a slog for me. And then like I'd wake up and something really fucking crazy would be happening. And I just never went back to it. And I really want to give it a fair shake and, and give right. it another chance.
1: Here's what you need to do. Now, mind you, my initial experience as well, because I saw it with Ryan hosting it. And Rob was doing the q and I did not know what to do with it. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't know what to do with it. Then I'm sitting there and I'm having breakfast with Sid and Sid tells me a story. He's like, and we're talking about Death Riders, which is my my film, not that other movie. So we're talking about Death Riders. And he says, make sure that you adjust your budget for what you have. I know a guy who wrote a $5 million script got 2.4 to shoot. It didn't change the script Hmm. and it was a shit show. And I know what he was talking about. He was talking about Salem because I know the budget was 2.4. Now here's the thing with that. Yeah. He started off with an $8 million budget. And it only went up from there. By the time he's making the Halloween films, he's got $30 million to play with. He's never had to make a film for seven. And certainly not when his ideas are bigger. So I don't think that he ever had the chance to learn how to make films at that budget. You
0: know?
1: He never had to. So I get it. Um... So with all that in mind, I went back, and by this time, I had gotten a copy of the uh, book. And I read that, and I watched it again, and I enjoyed it a lot. If you can, read the book and then watch the movie, because the book is based on the screenplay, and it will fill in all the gaps that the movie has. And it's hmm. a good film, but it's kind of like... It's kind of like you have to read them, you have to do it both together. But it's not a bad film. And again, visually, it's fantastic. And, you know, is it really about, is it really about like a cult of witches or is it somebody just losing their mind from fucking addiction? You could look at it a couple of different ways and it's a good film. But um, it definitely suffered from the circumstances of the time.
0: I've heard a lot of people just be like, this is Rob Zombie's best film. like hands It's down. his
1: most mature film. It's kind of like... It's his most mature film. Hmm. Now, some of that, is it budgetary? Maybe, maybe not. Depends. But it's his most mature film. It's the one that he had to think on his feet. Thank yes. you, Bell. Much appreciated. Um... Thanks, Paul. this way. I think Lords Ballad of Salem and
0: 31 awesome. are overlooked from Rob Zombie's catalog. I hated 31. 31 I love 31. Hated 31 may be my favorite it. film it. since
1: Devil's Rejects.
0: Oh my god.
1: I can't why believe to, you just why said that. well, no, we'll we'll talk about it another time. I love we'll it. it. I a really lot. hated it. Well, here I will say this in one. I'll say this in one. Sure. 31 if nothing else you, you get to meet these people. You know who they are. You like them if you like people like that, which I do. And then they're all slaughtered. What does it end with? It ends with home movies of them in happier times. Again, you bring it back to make them human. And I feel bad for them. It's kind of like watching Scream where you end with that one. The, remember the last cast shot of Scream is Casey Becker. It's Drew Barrymore looking all cute and innocent on the phone, and you feel fucking bad.
0: I I agree Same with thing. I I, I agree with Eric here. I I love Devil's That's Rejects. There. I hated Thirty One. I thought it was just like a rehash of a bunch of shit that like it just There's was no. not good. It was just you know not what good, I'm gonna man. say?
1: They're all rehash. Um, We've it's all been done a million times before. So it's not, and okay, this may this may validate you. Yeah, it's not what you do because it's all been done before. It's so it's not the story; it's the storytelling,
0: right? Period. Nah, so okay, there's no story.
1: Movie <laughs> storyteller, but not one of his better works. Fair, it's not, and I I can agree with that. But um, you know. People seem to underestimate. I mean, I know this is a whole nother topic, but I will say this. People give Rob a bad rap. He's no, first of all, he understands film. Just because he doesn't make films you like does not mean he does not know how to do things because he very much I, understands the crap.
0: I don't I mind. know
1: people that don't know how to make a fucking movie. I don't mind Rob Zombie's these films. Well, I, no, I don't... but a lot of people, a lot of people don't. Did you see the feedback today frankly the, i kind of kinda, i thought
0: i thought three from hell was uh w- w- wasn't bad i enjoyed that i like both not of his bad halloween considering
1: films. It, you know what it was made and what it was made for you know because he's been very honest about that he's like look it's a hobby for me now because the money's not there because the industry is not what it was 10 years ago so you know what i get together with my friends i make these things and we have a good time, and that's that. Kind of, think with this, people need to understand this. The industry is fucked, and that's why I left it. It's, you can't get anything done. And it doesn't matter, it, Rob Zombie can't get shit done, because Rob Zombie is not Tom Cruise, you know, or a Marvel movie. So you can't get shit done. Mm-hmm. So you just, you do things because it's a good time, To keep your foot in the door in case something happens. What happened for him? The Monsters. The Monsters is a universal film. Yes, there's a budget. And he's in Hungary making it. Why? Because that dollar is going to stretch. He's not stupid. It's kind of like how GD does his comics. The comics industry has been there for years. He releases one book a year. Sometimes two. Just to keep his feet wet. Because he enjoys it. It's a hobby for him not because oh Veronic's making money it doesn't but he enjoys it and he enjoys doing it and you know the people that know support it but you know it's the same thing it's a different time you keep your foot in the door because you enjoy it and that's what rob's doing he loves making movies he's going to keep telling stories it's not about the numbers and for anybody complaining oh why is sherry have to be in anything everything one he loves her. He calls the shots. Two, he makes movies with his friends. That's two paychecks coming into the house instead of just one.
0: I just think it's kids funny. Kids. I don't even it doesn't it you doesn't know? bother me. No, but a way. lot of people have a problem with it. It's like
1: you gotta understand that it's <laughs> not a, it's about it's about for him, it's about making movies for fun. And hey, there's two paychecks coming into the house. If she's starring and she's top build, he's not stupid. It's about the money. There it's was about a, the money and being able to fulfill what you like doing, What she's able to do. So fuck it.
0: There's uh there's a meme on I think I saw it on Facebook where it's like Rob I Zombie's it, Jaws it, it's, and it's cherry, and I it had me laughing so hard. I thought that was I know hilarious. I
1: knew where you were gonna go. Yeah, it's fucking yeah, funny, it's,
0: dude. Like whatever. You no, know, um, it's
1: funny, it is what it is, you know, and I'll laugh at them. Like I'll laugh at the new one, too.
0: You know, um, um I like Lily, what Ballad says Amazon, here. Amazon, Lily Wish. What does Ballad right. Have to say? Yeah, Lily Wish. Lily no, about um, about critiquing. You know, yeah. people. You know, here's the thing. Aesthetically, there's nothing to critique Rob about. I think his filmmaking craft is good. It's uh, it's usually like the story the subject or matter. maybe the yeah, it's the subject matter that's like. Like, I don't have any problem with the aesthetic of 31, like the way that it's made. I mean, it's made just fine. Like, it's not what's whatever. My problem is just like, it's just the, the, I thought the story is just super generic and derivative and doesn't go anywhere. And that's what I don't like about it. It has nothing to do with the actual craft of what he is making. I have seen Would You Rather from 2012 because I love Oh, my God. I saw that Jeffrey the- Combs, man. I saw, as, I saw that at
1: I saw that at Screenfest in the theater, and that's when I lost all respect for um whatever the, the main chick. She the was ending the is bad. Or whatever the ending was what not was good.
0: Aunt? I don't know. I never aunt? watched the OC. Never watched it.
1: Anyway, you know what she did? She was so embarrassed by it because she didn't want to do a horror film. She skipped the red carpet and ran into the theater. Wow! With a hat and a sweatshirt. It's like really. You're a bitch. So um, to go back to what Eric's saying right here, she's not a bad actress. She's not a great actress, but she's not a bad actress. She does what she's asked to do. And the thing is that we actually can't judge her because the only thing she's done outside of that, outside of Rob, is Toby Hooper's Toolbox Murders, of which she's in for two seconds.
0: Oh, really? She does not do movies outside of working with Rob. Period. I like what I like what um so you know, we don't Amy, know what she can do. Amy's got a good point. Um this is something that Tarantino did before Rob Zombie as well, you know, using what? interesting, just interesting. uh he's she says, I love how Rob Zombie oh, okay. uses forgotten actors and reignited their careers.
1: Yeah. Rob does it, you Quentin know? does it, you know, because yeah, that's they good. they make Fun. the movies that they they make movies with people they grew up on. You know, Agreed. with you know, and with, with Quentin, I think it's more of a professional respect. Like, this person's great. I don't think they're anymore. I'm going to put them in because I can. And right. with Rob, I think it's more, and this is just my opinion because I've never asked him. It's more of, um, I like these people because I grew up watching them. It's a little more emotional. It's a little more nostalgia-based rather than Quentin where it's like, Usually, professional. This person is fantastic and they don't work anymore. I'm going to put them in something, you know, or at least I'm going to make the offer. Um, but, you know, both in the end results the same. I just think the motivation is different.
0: What are you a fan to go back to to bring it back to satanic films and satanic conspiracies and satanic cult films? Um, starry Eyes is a great example of a modern starry version. eyes.
1: Was I, it was my best film of the year for that year on my list. Um, really, Alex is fantastic, she's really, really good. Um, I was really surprised by her because, of course, she hadn't done anything that most people had seen at that point. Um, but she was really great, yeah. And we were talking about that, and she was basically saying that it, it was something she could relate to. Because everybody that we know is in that position. Right. You know, or trying to be in that position. So right. it's you know, and Dennis, you know, Dennis and Kevin did that film. That was their first film together. And they what went to the cemetery. Up? Oh, right. Pet, they did well, Pet, Pet cemetery. cemetery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, again, you have to understand Pet Cemetery is a studio film. You go in, you do what the fuck you're told, and you get that credit period so for anybody that doesn't like pet cemetery it's not good but you understand why
0: they made starry eyes for 50k
1: yeah and it's a hell of a film it's a hell of a film you can make a
0: hell of a film for 50k i mean really that really took well yeah if that's what
1: you want you know
0: i can make a movie for 50k and that's why i said no They um that got I mean, you know, you never hear about 50K movies making it onto Netflix. And that's a great example of that. Just like, you know, and that's
1: because they had a script that could be made for 50K and they had actors that could pull it off, which usually a lot of people don't. You know, Alex is a fucking revelation. Look what she's gone on to do. Look what yeah. she's gone on to do. She, yeah. you know, we're talking about Doctor Sleep. We're talking about Midnight Mass. I mean, yes, they're all. My she's in a film called films.
0: Midnighters, as well, which it. is pr- pretty interesting. I know it.
1: She's a good actress. She's really good. Um. So again, every now and again, you find somebody like that. We used to find people like that all the time.
0: It actually it was Martin. No, Martin wasn't fifty k. Martin was sixty five thousand dollars in nineteen. 19- it was sixty five thousand dollars in nineteen seventy seven dollars, kind of crazy. Maryland, yep. Kind of crazy when you consider that. I mean, it was made for less money than they made. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, you know. Um, I well, I don't know. Maybe not. But it was
1: also for more of a one. You know, I don't want to say a one person play, but it was just it was a smaller, more contained film.
0: It's a smaller you film know. for sure. Yeah, it's it's you definitely know. a smaller film, which makes it easier. Um,
1: but we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about. A favorite. Now, disclaimer.
0: Is it good? Doesn't have to be good to be a favorite. Chris. No,
1: but you know, but I have to, I have, to, you know, there's a difference. I don't want anybody to say, oh, Chris said it was good. No, I didn't. I said I liked it. There's a difference. I didn't say it was good. I said I liked it. And that's Black Candles, 1982. Black Candles is. So, okay, the setup is that a couple, uh, it opens up with a couple having sex and the man has a coronary and he fucking dies. Why? Because of some fucking voodoo magic. There's a woman who's has a voodoo doll and she's stabbing it through the heart with a pin and he has a heart attack and he dies. The chick with him doesn't care. She's like, eh. <laughs> Okay. And she, she's in cahoots with the rest of them. Now, the brother, well, not the brother, the sister and her husband come into town for the reading of the will. And they're picked up at the airport by the voodoo chick, who is played by Helga Lean. I always called her Lean. Somebody say Line or Linne. Um, But, you know, big Spanish horror actress. So. She picks them up. They go back to her place. Of course, the electricity's out for some reason, so everything is lit with candles, black candles, of course. And she's like, let's sit candles. around and talk about your brother. Of course. You know, he's into some weird shit that you don't know about. And they're like, yeah, no, we're just gonna go to bed. So then they go to bed to have sex because there's probably about three sex scenes in the first 15 minutes. Um And helga goes and she goes base motel style pulls off a picture off the wall and watches them and this just goes on it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of orgies and sex and satanic cult talk and people are like i'm gonna join the cult can i do sex in the cult yeah okay i'm in um but this movie has the one scene and this is the scene that i sculpted For Slashback Video, for Mystic Museum, and for the general populace of fucking Burbank and the greater Los Angeles area. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. A chick having sex with a fucking goat.
0: Oh my god. Who's mounting mounting who? Who's mounting mounting who?
1: The goat's mounting her, obviously. Yes, it's a scene in that movie. Wow. Yes, I sculpted it. You and sculpted yes, a goat having sex for with a chick.
0: <laughs> My lord.
1: And for, for those of you who want to see, I am posting it right the fuck now. Good, I want, I want to see black that. I want to see that.
0: Okay, here is a here is a satanic film that's not quite. Here's a satanic cult film that doesn't feature a satanic cult. It features a different type of cult, but it might as well qualify as a satanic cult film. And that film that is what? going to be Mandy. Hated it. Love it. Love it most so much. Most people love
1: it. I fucking,
0: again. No, I'm let
1: you, you can talk about Mandy all okay. you want. but why? Most people love it. Why?
0: Yeah, and then I'll what tell you why it's say, so good.
1: I have to be able to put myself in that position, okay? I'm sorry, but Mandy is some homely shit. What do you I am mean by? Not, what do you mean by that? She's homely looking. I can't get behind it. Do you, I, I do don't I go, don't understand what you're I putting down. Ki- she's she's homely. fucking ugly. She's oh, oh, oh. oh ugly. She's oh, 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 weird, oh, oh, oh. she's backwards. I cannot get behind it. I can't put myself in that position to be able to buy what he does. Can't get on board. Didn't like it. Didn't care. Too weird. She was too funky. Couldn't do it. Yeah, I know I'm a fucking snob, but I can do it. I tried. I mean, I've held on to it. I almost sold it, but I've held on to it. And right. I'm, I'm working myself up to watching it again. But I don't understand the love for it. And yes, okay. So I can't, I can't get behind it for personal reasons. But on top of that. There's nothing about it that really says I need to watch it again. And I think it's because I think people's love for it stems from the same thing that we talked about before with um,
0: like Pitch Cage? Black.
1: No, with Pitch Black. People are so starved for something different. And at that time, there's, and really now, there's been no fucking gore out there. There's been no really crazy knock your socks off kind of horror film. That movie delivers so it doesn't matter what they gave people. They were on board. They're like, oh my God, I needed this. So automatically, you elevate it to being something better than what it is.
0: Okay, so. Just my thoughts. I Here's why you no. need to watch Mandy again. This is why you have to why? watch Mandy again. First of all, this is And I abs- like Kenneth
1: Anger films, Matthew. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, it's okay. Uh, yes, Kenneth Anger is great. Um, the reason why Mandy is first of all, why Mandy fits is even though that they are technically a they're supposed to be like a I guess a, a some sort of Jesus cult, but they operate in the same way that a satanic cult does. They you know make these sacrifices, they wear flowing robes, they have their own church devoted to their sect or whatever. Now, here's what's interesting about right. Mandy that a lot of people I don't think a lot of people realize this is kind of like my own hot take and some might say that it's cliche but i don't think it's cliche at all first of all the movie is gorgeous to watch and look at i mean it's just absolutely breathtaking to take in this film and watch it the 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 action is kinetic and engaging um it's a very it 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 takes the movie takes its time to do what it does in any other film. This movie would be only like 72 minutes long, but this movie is like, it's like decanting itself. It just opens itself up. Like it pops off its own cork and it just lets itself air out. Now, a lot of people don't like this one because they think it doesn't have any story. And I would counter that. It's loaded with story. You're just not looking in the right places. And you know, I
1: think it has a story. It's, I mean, it's a simple story, no, but, but I uh, agree with you. It has a story. There is
0: there is story, man. Like just the fact that like Nicolas Cage is a clearly a very very violent dude with, uh, or he's a dude with a very very violent past. Mandy is a girl who suffered some sort of abuse in her past life. And what, what it allows you to do is it just gives you enough to write your own backstory. So I kind of did. Mandy is a girl who was clearly abused in her previous life. She hooks up with Red at some point, the, played by Nicolas Cage. They get together and they live in their happily ever after. He's sober, by the way, and you know this because when he's offered a beer on the helicopter, he declines. And it's only after that she dies that he starts drinking like crazy from a vodka bottle that's hidden in the bathroom. Now, here's the big hot take for me. This is what really sort of like, like, like was a revelation when I was watching it the first time in the theater. You get to the end credits, and the very last thing that you see is if, if you if you make it all the way to the end credits there is a you see Mandy's illustration board. she's an artist she does drawings of things and what's on this drawing board is a very just it's just a simple image of Nicholas Cage half Nicholas Cage half tiger within his like tiger avatar and suddenly right. it it hits me like a sack of bricks this movie is, this is Mandy's death fantasy. So Mandy is actually the narrator of the entire film up until a certain point. And it begins when she's reading her pulp novel. When she starts narrating from the novel, sitting on her bed, we are suddenly thrown into her projection. She's living in her happily ever after, which is super fucking boring and mundane. He comes back from chopping down trees. They watch horror movies. They eat goblin mac. They eat, you know, they're just they're just living their best lives together after their heavy-duty past. We know that Nicolas Cage has a violent past because when he goes... To um what the fuck is the uh uh Bill Duke's? What's the name of the guy? Bill I
1: can't think of it. From from
0: Predator, from Predator, um, whatever. Bill
1: Duke.
0: Yeah, Bill Duke. Bill Bill Duke. Duke. She goes to Bill Duke and he gets his 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 crossbow. Why did he have a crossbow? He had a crossbow because he used to be a violent ass dude. So he lived his violent life. As we said, we have Mandy has her scar. And then what happens is Mandy basically passes by a van, she sees a van full of strangers, and then basically comes up with this elaborate story of them being this crazy cult that kidnaps her and kills her, and the rest of the movie is Nicolas Cage, what, how would Red react to her dying, and how he would avenge her death. And so it's mm-hmm. her elaborate death fantasy that we're seeing projected before us, and you know there's like a there you know there's all sorts of connections there. You can make a connection with the tiger, the tiger on the shirt, the tiger cartoon, uh, who, the the uh, being wounded in the same places where the tiger is. Um, you also have like the 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 whole acid flashback trip sort of thing. That sort of, um you know allow you know maybe she's dropping acid and and checking out and experiencing this but here's the thing that really cinches it for me at the very okay. end of the film we see Nicolas Cage or we see Red driving off and as he drives off we cut to a wide shot with three moons and we clearly see that that the character of Red the, the whatever the name of the forest is the black forest the 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 in the shiny black mountains This is not on planet Earth. This is inside of her novel, which also talks about, in that paragraph, talks about those three moons. So what's Mm. essentially happening is we are getting thrown into her elaborate death fantasy. Someone who is super bored living in their happily ever after and decides to imagine what would happen if they got tangled up with a cult. And then... We see the scar, and all the scar tells us is that she's been battered, that she's had some sort of violent history in her past, and I think that it gets really elaborated on when she meets Jeremiah Sands. He's the cult leader, and he reveals himself naked in in his robes, and what does she do? She laughs at him. She laughs at him because she is imagining how she wishes that she had handled a situation in her past life, or... Perhaps when she passes by that van, it reveals that maybe she was in a cult and that she did deal with people like that and projects that onto them and then sends her shining knight in armor after them. Um, I would also pair Mandy with a film that deals with similar thematical content. uh, Legend. Legend is a very similar film to Mandy. And wow. makes for a really good double feature and also features probably my favorite depiction of the devil totally taking from Haxon or building upon Haxon at the height of special effects and whatnot. You have Ridley Scott having Tim Curry, Dr. Frankenfooter himself playing the devil. It is delicious. And rant. <laughs> yeah, Good Lord. What do you think of that, though? What do you think of anything I just said?
1: I gotta digest it.
0: I think you need to rewatch it. I'll
1: rewatch it eventually. It's just, Good. you know, all I'm saying is you have to get me on your journey. And I wasn't on board. Got but it. I'm hopeful enough that I didn't sell it. I've held on to it. Good. I, I, so, we'll it's, worth um, dude.
0: I it's, it's worth Amy revisiting.
1: It's worth revisiting. Talking about. Willie's Wonderland, which I haven't watched yet, but I want to double feature that with the Banana Splits. Oh yeah, split. I grew up watching the Banana Splits. I used to watch that shit when I was like, whatever, three or four years old. That shit, I know the Banana Splits. So the idea that somebody I haven't said, seen that one
0: yet, but I have well, seen Willy's Wonderland.
1: The Banana Splits was a children's show in like the late 60s and the early 70s. Right. And I'm early, I mean like... Sid and Marty Croft. It was called pre-that. Pre-that shit. It's not even Sid and Marty Croft. It's just some weird hippie shit that was on TV. And I used to watch it. And I love the fucking song and I knew who they were. The idea that somebody said, how's them kill kids? Well, it's okay. based on
0: Wally's Wonderworld, Wally's whatever no, Wonderland. Not.
1: It has nothing to do with that. Banana Splits is its own thing.
0: Yeah, I know, but like they, they're both Wally's movies Wonderland with animatronics is, coming to life, Wonder- you know.
1: Wally's Wonderland is based on Five Nights at Freddy, right? Which, which is like a similar a Blum- sort of thing. Blumhouse forever, because they're trying to make it a movie, and hmm. Blumhouse is like. Ahh. There's no story, but they keep trying. <laughs> so that's what that is. I highly recommend watching an episode of Banana Splits, and then watching that fucking movie, <laughs> just so you get out the full context of what's involved. But I'm down. I'm down, I'm down for Willy's Wonderland or whatever the fuck it's called. I'm. I'm
0: interested. You should watch it at least once.
1: I watch every Nicolas I, Cage I, at least once. It. Well, you should. Did you watch Pig yet? No, no I have not about seen Pig it. Today. I have not. Then get on it. your. Then shut the fuck up and get on your shit. Go watch. I'm Fire no your eyes out for two fucking hours. I can't wait. It I.
0: I can't. Don't say it. Um, I don't even want to know that. I want to know nothing. I want to go in? Well, now you
1: know that. So go watch it. Okay, now, I of the devil.
0: Okay, tell me about that one.
1: 1966, mm-hmm. Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate's first speaking role. Where David Niven, check it out, the cast. David Niven, Donald Pleasant, Sharon Tate.
0: Whoa. Heavy hitters.
1: Yeah. David Niven um, inherits a home. Yeah. In France. Yeah. That requires him to perform a satanic uh, ritual in Mm. order to basically save the crops. Think of it kind of like Midsummer, or anything like that. Um, but they're a satanic cult. He's got to perform this ritual to save the cross. Sharon Tate is his sister, and she's fucking evil. She's not, like, overtly evil, but she's up to no good. Um, his wife comes in. She gets told that she needs to go see her husband, so she grabs the kids and heads on over. She is the innocent in this who, like, is tripping out because... Why are there 13 robed, hooded people living in my fucking house? <laughs> one of them is a satanic priest. Um, your family's fucking off the rocker. And I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's black and white. It's really quiet. It's one of those quiet films like have a glass of wine, sit there and just chill and go with it. It's not a bombastic film in any way, shape or form, but it's weird and it's well worth watching. Um, It used to be a little bit hard to get a hold of. It's out by Warner Archive now, so you can get it on Uh Blu-ray. You're going to have to put in a little effort or if you go on Vudu, it's 10 bucks to own on Vudu or three bucks to rent. So I do recommend watching it. It is different that movie failed at the time but became a big hit after in, in the uk after the manson murders so three years later it became a thing huh. never quite hit that here which i'm right. surprised they were They were too busy focusing on hamlet on huh. roman polanski's hamlet and the implications of that nobody thought about sharon tate in this one i mean it's all bullshit but it, from a media standpoint, Wait, I'm Roman Polanski's Macbeth. Macbeth. Macbeth, not Hamlet. I'm sorry. Yeah, because they jumped on that. If you recall. Yeah, I mean, he that did that right time. after.
0: He did that right after her death, and that movie is. And they just, is reflective they of of yeah, her dying.
1: Absolutely, it stars you know one of the one of the big hammer actors, not big hammer actors, but one of their go to people, one of the younger generation. He's um, uh, he's in it. From vampire
0: lovers and such. I would have loved to have seen Orson Welles' Voodoo Macbeth, which never was adapted. And I think it would be very interesting to see what that would look like. It'd be very, Orson, very interesting.
1: Orson Welles was interesting because, again, he was one of those few directors who had a certain amount of power. Yeah. And if he didn't have the power, he had the fucking, the will. And it's all about will. To do... You know, to get made, whatever does he wanted to get made? Generally, you know, and he would do whatever the fuck he wanted if he can get the money for it. He didn't care. Once the money was in the bank, it didn't matter what he said he was going to do. If he felt differently once he got there, he would go with it. And that's right. why I like
0: Wilson Wells. You know what his last film was, by the way? Um, yes, it was Transformers: The Movie. He played Good. Megatron.
1: U- no, Unicron.
0: Unicron. Sorry, he played Unicron. Unicron. He died. Uh, he died the year I was born. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, I was born in nineteen ninety-five. Wow. Yep.
1: I saw that in a the fucking theater, dude. And then oh. I had the misfortune of watching G.I. Joe the
0: movie. Jesus Christ. Um, not I talk love about that though. I love I love Orson Welles in The Stranger. I think The Stranger is one of his fucking finest films. It's a little known film. Um, I know, has Edward I know. G. Robinson is in it as well? Phenomenal. Oh yeah, have you man. seen? Listen, going back since we're talking about black and white stuff, have you seen The Devil and Daniel Webster? No, I haven't. I know. Oh it, but I've man, never seen it, so gotta check ability. that out. Yeah, it's just your classic Faustian tale, and it's just really well done. You know, they're smearing the lens with Vaseline, you know, to show the uh, Hell's jury and whatnot it's really good. It's one of those bargain movies where, you know, he's just trying to escape the bargain. Oh, another satanic cult film. Uh, what? Brian Usna's motherfucking Faust Love of the Damn, baby. Uh, I love Faust,
1: and I hate that people love go, it. oh, it ripped off Spawn. It came out before No, no, Spawn. no. It's its
0: own comic. It's its own well, the comic. Com- yeah, the
1: comic came out before Spawn, but a lot of people say it ripped off Spawn because, you know, They're stupid.
0: But it's the Um, greatest misuse of Jeffrey Combs ever. Ever. So bad. Do you you feel that? I listen, I I, love Jeffrey Combs. I love, I can literally like fucking just worship this man all day and night. But he was so miscast as this cop with that accent until the end of the film where he totally betrays he totally betrays the situation. And I liked it because it was against type for him. It was against type. It was so so against type. Do you know who they went
1: after? Do you know who they went after for that film? Who? As Claire? Who? Madonna.
0: Wow. That's crazy. And Madonna said no. Hell no. no That that film
1: changed hands a couple of times. Um, You know, it's famous for Brink Stevens doing the photo shoot as Claire for um, Scream Queens. I want to say it was Scream Queens magazine.
0: Okay. But
1: um I like that film a lot. I do own it. I own two copies. I own the American DVD and then the Portuguese DVD. Um, it's not on Blu-ray anywhere in oh, the country. It's, I it's, I it's such it. a
0: crime. It's such a crime. It, and
1: well, it's like fucking Strange Days, which is not on Blu-ray. Don't really started on movies which have not been well. Strange Days is because James Cameron has personal for anything but 20th Century Fox, he has to oversee and he has final say on the 4K or the Blu-ray transfer. That's why Tr- Strange Lies, are Strange Lies, True's Lies is not on Blu-ray.
0: It's not. Probably
1: Arnold's biggest film and one of Cameron's biggest film. it's not on Blu-ray because James Cameron has to do the transfer. That's crazy. And he's too busy not making fucking blue people movies.
0: Another so, another wow. great satanic film. Not quite There's satanic. One. More like no, it's not There's satanic. One. It's more witches. But it, 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 no no no. It's it's right. no no no. It definitely it definitely fits the mold. Uh, another what? Brian Usna film. Silent night, deadly night part four: The initiation.
1: Brian Usna did that.
0: Yeah, with special okay. effects by Screaming Mad George. Which are so fucking crazy and weird. What are you rolling your eyes for about Scream? Mad George. He's brilliant.
1: Because I don't how like him. You.
0: What? I don't. And like you were him. talking about how you like Society and you don't like Screaming You don't like uh, Scream? Mad George.
1: I don't like Tom Savini either, but some of his work is okay. But he can go fuck himself.
0: So why don't you like Scream? Mad George? Just tell I don't me why. Like line.
1: him as a person. Whenever I talk about somebody I don't like, it's because I don't like them personally. It's but you like his work. His but you like his okay. work. His work is okay. It's not fantastic. It's okay. I think it's so good. Some is better than others. But as a person, uh,
0: no. Well, I can't speak to him being a person, but I love his work in Silent Night, Deadly Night, part four, The Initiation. I have
1: He's issues definitely, Silent Night films. All of them.
0: They're weird. I've <laughs> Man, and you know what else? You know who wrote the fifth one, but he didn't direct it? Brian Yuzna also wrote the fifth film. Oh, and Clint Howard wow. is nuts. Clint Howard is so nuts in *Silent Night*, *Deadly Night* Part Four. I mean, he's Clint really, Howard really. Is, oh my God, he is just like batshit crazy is, in that film. He is different. He she's is different. she's and the old witch woman. She's in another film that's a favorite of mine uh, from the year 1991 called *Mom*, about a flesh eating mother. But let's it, save that. Let's it, save that because I want I could talk about yeah. that endlessly. Um really, really dark, That's awesome funny. film.
1: I mean with with satanic films it's weird because I mean there's plenty that'll come out after, but again, they've all lost their
0: they lost their balls. You see Highway to Hell? No. From 1992. It's friggin' great. Yeah. No, I. Mm, no. Kind of based. Actually, you know, it's interesting. It's kind Highway of. Based,
1: is t- Chad Lowe, right? Who's. in
0: uh, it? Yeah. Chad Lowe is in it. And it's based Christy on. Swanson. You know, what's interesting. It's kind of what? based on the Greek. The Greek myth about Persephone. I think it is. Who goes down to the underworld. That's how we get the seasons or whatever. And you know, Chad Lowe has to go and rescue his the love of his life from the underworld, and he meets he meets you know the satanic cop, and then he meets the devil, who you know kind of like tricks him. it's really good, man. It and mm-hmm. Ben Stiller is in it. It's like super early. Ben Stiller and Jerry Stiller are both in it. I think. Uh, that's from nineteen ninety two.
1: 1992 so it's it's pre-reality fights and
0: shit like that. yeah 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 i mean it's super it's like one of ben stiller's first movies and he like i'm trying to remember what his role oh he's in the diner it's really it's really cool man it's just it's this cool concept of hell and uh just really 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 fun netherworld type movie interesting demon special effects in there as well I dig it. And for that matter, fucking Spawn, dude. I mean, it doesn't have the cult aspect, but definitely like kind of a satanic film. Spawn
1: was the most fun thing about Spawn. And I liked Spawn. I like Spawn, too. You know, I don't care about the comic. I was bored with the comic. I was bored with the HBO show. So I love the movie. I love the HBO show. Most, you know, if you like the comic, you like the HBO show. I was Mm -hmm. bored out of my fucking mind. But it's kind of like Walking Dead. I like the show. It's over in an hour. I hate the comic. I like Spawn the movie. It's over in an hour and a half. Hate the comic. I dug the movie to no end. And it was a good time. Melinda
0: Clark is in it. I know she is. We're Jessica to the Priest.
1: Um, oh, yeah. It was a good. It was a fun film. Yes, we did talk about Haxton already.
0: Yes, we did. Um, Matthew. Yes, and Haxon is awesome. And for anybody who is a fan of the Pixies, go check it out. I edited some Haxon over a live Pixie song called On Graveyard Hill, and it incorporates scenes from Haxon as well as from uh, Metropolis. And if you appreciate... Both the Pixies as well as the Pixies doing the closest thing to like a goth song ever. Even though the Pixies kind of flirt with Death Rock on the album Doolittle, you will really appreciate this music video called On Graveyard Hill. Find it on the channel. Pixies
1: was fantastic. I saw them live like four times. Wait, you're a fucking Pixies fan? Yeah. Dude, I fucking love the Pixies. I've seen everybody from that era. At bro, least
0: once. bro, I've seen the Pixies probably eight times now. I love them so. They're literally one of my favorite bands of all time. I fucking, wow. as much, you want to know something? As much as I could talk about the Misfits, I could talk about the Pixies. I love them that much. I love every single album on every single song. Sorry, every single song on every single album from, from Come On Pilgrim all the way to Trump Lamont. You know, the Pixies new stuff is, is wonky, but.
1: Well, we don't we don't talk about the new stuff.
0: Well, well, it, the new album that is just good. Goes,
1: it goes back to what we talked about before on on the Misfit show, you know, about picking back up after so many years being right. Gone oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, be? oh,
0: yes, yes, yes. We did talk yeah, about it. Remember, so it's, it's the, the same, same thing. thing. Same thing with, with, with Frank RG Black or too. Dolls or anything like that. Actually, um, I will counter this. The New York Dolls, and you said you hadn't listened to the other two, the, the, the new albums. The new stuff, yeah. I have to tell you, for a band that lost the, like so many of the members that like are the heart and soul of the band and just have Johansson and Sylvain Sylvain at the time, and, and Arthur Killer came, but he wasn't there for the recording of the first Reunion album. It is so New York Dolls. And also, even though it wasn't the best version of the Dolls, they were still doing the New York Dolls with just Sylvain Sylvain and David Johansson all the way back in 1975 and 1976. So the fact that they reconvened in 2004 as the New York Dolls is still kind of on brand, whether, you, you know, you're like, think, oh, no Johnny Thunders, no New York Dolls. Matter of fact, I'm sure if you said that to yeah. Glenn, Glenn would be like, no, no New York Doll uh, no Johnny Thunders, no New York Dolls. But I, I, I think that they did a phenomenal job, considering that you're never going to get Johnny Thunder's back or Jerry Nolan because they're both pa- they both have passed, or Arthur Killer Kane. The fact that they're able to do anything as the dolls and have it sound good is 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 a miracle, and they did a great fucking job with those records. However, Frank Black has bring it back, know, bring it he, back. You're on yeah, tangent. He, he just has he has problems, dude
1: well, problems. they all anybody good has fucking problems. We know this, that's just the fucking fact. Um, no, I haven't seen the bat for the 1920s, which inspired Batman, but now I'm curious. I think I know what it is, but I'm gonna have to look. You've seen it, and Amy's into some weird shit. That's no, all I Amy, have to say. Amy and not agrees badly, with me. Seems to know her shit.
0: Amy agrees with me. It's just all that. <laughs>
1: Wait, Amy, you just saw the bat last night or silent silent night four?
0: We'll find out soon enough. Well yeah.
1: Um so Hellcop. Oh my goodness. Hellcopy Swanson. Christy oh, Swanson. oh, oh.
0: She she watched Highway to Hell. Yeah. But she calling it Hellcop. Maybe that's an alternate name. I don't know.
1: I don't know because I didn't watch it. But
0: yeah. oh, it's good, it's really good. That, okay. I recommend it.
1: It's free on YouTube. It's I think he's talking about bad. the
0: bat is free on YouTube.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Well, I don't know if that boy inspired boy. Batman, but I know that they did like weird parodies, of, like 1920s Batman using old sound films like they used Conrad V no not Conrad V but, but the dude from the man who laughs which did inspire Conrad the v. joker is that Conrad, Conrad V, v yeah. yes so the man who laughs yeah yeah so so that was used as an inspiration not only for the joker but someone did like on youtube like a 1920s I seen it thing.
1: I started to watch them and then they got boring and I said
0: Ugh. "Matt, it's on prime i believe Released, it was go. on prime when i saw it
1: Sorry. All right, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a satanic cult film at you. Okay, do it. Please, somebody. And I don't I don't know who's watched this. Devil's Reign.
0: Oh, it's William Scherler. Shatner.
1: William Shatner. People Ernest. like to say John Travolta, but he's really not. No,
0: he's him. like in it for two seconds. Ernest Borgnine.
1: Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. As as Corbin, who basically is all deviled out at the end of the movie. He looks like Satan. he's got horns in the whole pit. William Shatner battles him for a while. In a cowboy hat, no less. (laughs) And then Tom Skerritt comes in. I mean, the movie is fucking wacky. It's on Shutter right uh, now. It's well worth watching. It's a good film. It's an an entertaining film. Um,
0: Um, But it is different. (laughs) And Jerry only turned it into a song. The Devil's Reign.
1: <laughs> yeah, talking about uncle Jerry. <laughs> Maybe he's your uncle, not mine.
0: Um, I watched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they did that. Ooh. There's been a lot of. There's been a lot of wonderful soundtracks to Metropolis. There is one from the 80s, and the guy's name is Gregorio Gregorio. He's Italian. There's this like Italian synth score for the 87 minute version of Metropolis. There's so many.
1: I mean, that thing's been re- so many. re-released about twelve fucking times. Like, like *Night of the Living Dead*.
0: It's friggin' awesome. I, I love. I film. love when people do. I love film. when people do like soundtracks to *Metropolis* and stuff.
1: There are certain films like *Metropolis*, *Nosferatu*. Anytime we can lay a score over that, when you put in the effort, I'm I'm down. M That's is really
0: great. Even though it start, you know, it's funny. I didn't re- know this about Fritz Lang's M. Started okay. off as a silent film and then became a talkie. It was. It was not originally really? the film was silent. Yes, and it's also the first time that a motif is used. Uh, a sound motif, the whistling, is the first time a sound motif is ever used in cinema history, which I did not hey. know that as well.
1: Vampiros de la Habana. What is
0: that? Lesser known curious. horror animated film. Vampiros yeah. de la Habana. Not familiar with it. Yo, Matt knows his stuff though. Matt knows cuts. Like,
1: where? What's the deal?
0: Lay it down for us, Matt. We want to know. All Give right? us some answers.
1: Don't just drop that and walk away. Yeah, you can't do that. I have Matt. questions, sir.
0: We do. Why we... is he
1: driving me to drink? By the way, today's episode is brought to you by
0: Shipyard Pumpkinhead. And it's brought Good to you stuff. by it's also Witch brought to you bubbly. by Cherry Bubbly. Really
1: delicious. I one of my favorite seltzers. I, well, I, I like the bubbly.
0: I'll, I'll drink any seltzer, but I do prefer bubbly. Bubbly's good. It's good stuff. Oh, it's a Cuban, Cuban
1: animated horror.
0: A okay. Cuban animated horror film.
1: I like that. Oh, okay.
0: Here's one. I don't know. It's, it's not. It's just demons, but it's great. It's a Russian folktale. I don't know if. Do you know what I'm going to say, Chris? From the 60s? Nope. nope. Very much partially inspired Russin? the evil dead i think a little bit
1: what yeah. which one
0: it's called vi v-i-y really I fucking it. cool film it. really great film it was remade with jason fuck what's his name fleming it was remade yeah. with jason fleming in the 2000s at some point which i have not seen but the original. One from the 60s is very interesting, and it's very interesting that it was made, you know, when communism is still running strong, that like a film like that, you don't see too many Russian horror films going back a ways, you know?
1: True, true. Okay.
0: So Vi is very interesting, not satanic per se, but definitely a very interesting sort of like demonic ghost story that falls into that sort of realm
1: i highly recommend honestly that everybody watches some of the some of these like you know like satan's blood and stuff like that you gotta remember the era that it came out in which was the satanic panic era
0: right i mean right it
1: was a very specific time hollywood was all on board that shit do you know how many celebrities were members of the church of satan just because it was the trendy thing at the time
0: right it was in vogue to do that sammy
1: Sammy davis jr was fucking one dude he was all over that shit
0: and he used to be jewish i I wonder if he was still jewish when he was part of that
1: dude of course he was still jewish it's not like he really went in because you know the whole jewish process is a process it's not like you just stop going yo let me tell um, you something converted
0: jews converted jews are way more religious than like Jews who were you born Jewish
1: you have to work so fucking hard You have to hard work for
0: hard for that shit. So when you yeah, convert, no, you do lay down matter. the fucking law about being Jewish. I've seen, I know a lot of, I've seen that a lot. I see that a lot. But it's he, very like, fascinating.
1: Like, he was all over it. It was the it was the cool thing to do at the time. So picture that that in that time, everybody wanted to go be a Satanist because it was the cool thing to do.
0: Right. Nobody talks about that shit anymore, but it was a thing. Uh, I'm gonna switch gears on you for a minute. Um, you so Why? you watched Jason yes. Six in black and white. Congratulations! I'm so You're glad. Welcome. I'm so glad that you did that. I really am. It makes me really happy. Um, how was the experience? Did you enjoy yeah. doing it?
1: I don't look at films that way. It was the same as watching in color, only it was in black and white. I enjoyed it, but did, it did didn't you see have a profound uni- effect on me.
0: Did it look like it? Did it look like the Universal horror film?
1: It looked like a Universal horror film, but better.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I, I really, really, I really love really the Universal doing that.
1: horror films, but you know, they're not good. They don't hold up. No, we They're talked about this. No, it's just a, yeah. it's
0: aesthetic, but that's what I'm saying. So, you, did you enjoy it's, the aesthetic? Yeah, the, it, it the looked Jason good. Info? It looked good. Yeah, you know, there you go.
1: the only other film I've watched that looks that good, honestly, is Mad Max: Black and Chrome, Fury Road: Black and Chrome. Oh, oh my
0: god! Okay, so check it out. Before Black and Chrome came out, there's another black and white version of Fury Road. That yeah, I know. That's you know what Chrome I'm talking about. Black
1: and Chrome, yeah.
0: Before Black and Chrome, uh, Miller expressed in an interview how his his desire was to basically make a silent Black and White Mad Max film. Some genius took the Blu-ray and then took out the dialogue stem, but left all the sound effects, all of the score and everything else in and desaturated everything. And I think I prefer it to the Black and Chrome version. I love, love, love it because – and here's what's the most interesting part about it. the This version of black and chrome or whatever you want to call it, this fan version that was taken off very quickly. I managed to get a copy of it before it was uh, permanently gone forever. Of course, have I have the Blu-ray several times over anyway. But um, what's very interesting about this version is the score. You really see how the score – not only drives the film, but sort of dictates the emotion. People don't realize that the Mad Max films are basically silent films. Even Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. The score tells you everything about what's going on, and that's what, you know, silent films, you know, the score was so important in sort of enhancing what you're seeing. Well,
1: that's what... Yeah. Dude, that's
0: what Conan does. Oh, Yeah.
1: Again, because you haven't seen it, the entire score of Conan, which, jump on your little computer and you will realize that it's one of the greatest scores of all time, and thought of as one of the greatest scores of all time. Why the entire score is operatic and tells the story. Why There is a minimal amount of dialogue in Conan.
0: In both of those? I mean,
1: I'm only talking about Conan the Barbarian. I'm, I'm not talking about Destroyer. In Conan... With yeah. the score by Basil Polidorus, who did Robocop, among other things. That's a great score. He did a score. few scores, but every score he did counted. Hmm. He was also a red shirt in the original Star Trek.
0: Oh, really? Mad
1: trivia. He was a red shirt. He showed up to die.
0: Ooh, it's on um, Peacock right now.
1: There you go. Watch it. It's it's fantastic. And it's that score is amazing. There are very few scores I want to see live, but I definitely want to go and see that at least once live because it's fucking fantastic. And I don't give a shit about watching scores live. I'm cultured, but I have my limits. That is that fucking good. You watch it and then you tell me because it is a beautiful piece of music. Oh, it's
0: it's on my list. I'll probably watch it in November I think.
1: You need to watch it before
0: November, so you're no, ready for November. It's not a Halloween film. I can't watch it. So you
1: really only watch scary movies during yes. October. Yes. See, I watch scary movies twenty four fucking day. So no, I don't then need to watch I, listen, them in all November.
0: October. November's TV season. That's when I catch well, up you're... on TV stuff. Yes, Goblin I Dawn of the Dead movie. score is fucking phenomenal. And yes, you know what else is fucking is, phenomenal? Which
1: is um, why I won't watch the other one. Yes.
0: Uh, The movie Phenomena by Dario Argento. That score. I thought you were going to say the other one. What? What do you thought I was to say? John Travolta. Wait, what? John Travolta. John Travolta. Wait, what would John. Never
1: mind. Oh, oh, (laughs) Phenomena! From
0: 1996.
1: If I could change the world. Oh, my God. That goes oh up there God. with Michael as bullshit movies. Okay. Anyway, oh, I
0: love Phenomena, and I love Michael.
1: Of course you do. You we'll
0: know what? Those are '90s. Those are treasures from the '90s. They're just treasures. fun. Treasures. You know. Treasures. Yeah, John Travolta treasures from the '90s, along with uh, although I think that was actually made in 2000. Um, what's the one did. Battlefield Earth? I <laughs> worked
1: on a on a terrible John Travolta movie called Numbers that oh
0: yeah 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 i know that
1: my friend my friend taylor, wait numbers
0: or lucky numbers
1: number while well, it was filmed as lucky numbers it was released as numbers with with lisa kudrow that you know that yeah
0: yeah 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 um, i know that movie. my
1: friend taylor who you've seen on my instagram yeah the, the redhead
0: yeah
1: the hell girl official
0: uh i'm not sure if i okay a, a little girl oh really
1: yeah, she, she, I was gonna say, it sounds so stupid. She plays a little girl. She is a little girl in that movie. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's special. But I used to go there every day and I used to blast the misfits on a fucking boombox and make all the fucking Greens crew have to listen to it.
0: Matt says that the black cat is a sci- is a satanic film. Which black cat are you referring yeah, to? Yeah, there's
1: like there's a few, Matthew, so you're going to have to break that down.
0: You're going to have to um do you want uh do you want to sort of like give us like uh just, just sort of like a, a a a final list of recommendations like uh for people to watch for this season? Absolutely. Um let's do that. Satan's Blood. Okay.
1: Oh, with Very Karloff nice. and Lagowski
0: He says with Karloff okay. and Lugosi.
1: Yeah, no. I know the ones. Well, the few that they did together. It's wicked. It's it's a sadistic film. Um, I have issue with any version of Black Cat simply because I know the story and I'm a cat lover. So um, I have trouble watching those. Not that they're not good. It's a me thing. Um, most of my shit is a me thing. Um, Satan's Blood definitely well worth watching. Don't watch it in front of adults unless you are an adult because it's a whole lot of fucking um, Satan Slave Whoa. is a lot more wholesome. Like he's in Michael Guff and um, who else is in that? Um, Candace Glenling, who did um, Tower of Terror and a bunch of other stuff. She's really good. She's interesting to watch. Um, Eye of the Devil. If for no other reason it has interesting real world implications, as Sharon Tate, uh huh. Um, Black Candles is it good? Uh, is it fun? Kind of is Is it worth watching? Black Phillip has a sex scene, just it's just watch it. Just you could do worse. Um, Devil Rides Out that's a given. Anything with Christopher Lee is fantastic, so well worth watching. Uh, Devil's Reign is good You know, again Lou Shatner battles the devil Think of it that way It's a good time Um, Those are the big ones Other than that um, There's some stuff that's fun Satan's Cheerleaders is just A weird Slash Half satanic cult Half Teen sex comedy Mm -hmm. From
0: 1977
1: um it's a weird film but it's not bad um what else is there that i would really honestly recommend uh, besides your your, you know rosemary's baby is good anytime you know there's only one version of rosemary's baby so if you're like out there and you're like the one with you? no not the one from tv there's only one 1968. Um, well it does it have a sequel
0: no, it has I, a sequel. Well, nobody talks
1: about the T V movie because it's garbage doesn't matter, it's still it. a sequel. It's not a sequel. T V doesn't a sequel. count. T V doesn't count. And it's dumb. I have it. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to your house, kick your ass. Um what else? Now that I know you're in New York.
0: What? Um, no!
1: Should have kept correcting me. I would have went to Jersey.
0: I, um, I, I dude I do live in Jersey.
1: What are you? Ta- I live in Lodi. Dude, shut up! Come on! should get Lodi? I in Lodi. Lives in Lodi. <laughs> it's a shit town. I live. Um, I live in. I else? live
0: in Lodi Pizza.
1: Oh my god! I went there. What a fucking waste of time. No. <laughs> Steve bought pizza, and that was a good time. But people were there, like making it a pilgrimage, and I had to sit there and go, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you 12? Um, again, because I'm a dick, but. Steve bought pizza and it was a good time. Yeah. Um, let's see what I gotta call him. By the way. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? What I honestly recommend? Uh... I mean, those are the big ones for me. Those are the, those are the ones I enjoy watching over and over again. That's good. Um, but at the top of the list, obviously, is Satan's blood. So I okay. recommend that people watch that one. Absolutely. I'm going to watch
0: Satan's Blood. That is, I will, I will put that now on see, my itinerary. Amy
1: fucking knows Italian horror. Love it, fucking absolutely. Italian and Spanish horror every single time. Have you Anything seen Nosferatu in Venice? General,
0: absolutely. Did you watch Nosferatu uh-huh. in Venice?
1: No. When was it made? 1988. Of course not.
0: With Klaus Kinski. I-
1: I'm real specific. Yeah, Klaus is good, but he's also
0: weird. Yeah, he is weird. I
1: mean, the shit that he used to say about himself—just because.
0: Just go watch the documentary, "My Best Fiend." It's the best documentary ever made.
1: It's a phenomenal documentary.
0: Read his book. But I don't know book.
1: But just take it with a grain of salt. Everything oh, he was—he was he
0: a—he's he was a, was a, a nutbag. I want to see yeah, Crawl but, Space, that movie that he's in. Crawl Space, oh I've never God, seen that. Yeah. It's crazy, you know, right? I what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yes, and also Vampiros en la Habana.
0: Yeah, we'll check that out as well. This was actually Mysterious. a very informational episode for me because I I think I realized that there are way more satanic cult films that are satanic cult films without falling specifically within Chris's criteria of what a satanic cult film should be. He has a very specific, you know, rigid criteria. I like, I like specific things. You're okay, that's fine. You can have your you can have that. I'm saying that I have determined that there are things that fall a little bit outside of that box that still fit. They're in the same sort of unit. Yes, Amy, you're genius. Suspiria right? is totally a satanic cult film. No, it's not it's a witch film. No, uh, both. It's it's witch both. Film. It's nope. both. It's a both. Witch film. It's both. It's a film. Both. Both. It definitely has. You have the. You have the. You have the conspiracy angle. Okay.
1: They're the, witches. Yeah, but
0: there's a the formula. It's a witches, formula.
1: It's. I'm not it about the formula. formula. I'm about the. I'm about the specifics. They have to be Satan worshippers. Period.
0: Matthew we can talk about witches any... next
1: time, but that's my oh that it's
0: definitely going to be a thing. topic it's on topic. here's the thing i love which you
1: can't sit there and mix and match because it becomes something else
0: i think you then it's you know
1: it. so witches are witches saint worshippers are saint worshippers. now oh. it, it blends in the 70s to a certain extent but those are specifically witches it is a witch trilogy
0: witches of eastwick deals with the devil
1: yeah, I've never watched it.
0: Oh, great film. Got to check I that out.
1: I'm I, i I'm having trouble with it, which is why I've never watched it. Unholy. It I like Unholy. I
0: haven't I, seen the Unholy. Really? Nope. 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 Nope.
1: That's why you have me. You realize this. This to is turn you on the good stuff. You
0: want to know something? We compliment each what? other. We compliment each other, and that's what counts, okay? And yes, yeah. that's true. I just watched Halloween Six for the first time, and Michael is possessed by a satanic kind of cult. Not satanic. Satanic is not. They're the right druids. Word. They're druids. Oh that's God, that's wrong. As watches, a matter of fact, I you gonna
1: watch the other one.
0: What do you the mean? I, I want to see the producers cut so badly. I'm dying it's, to see the producers. It's
1: better, cut. but it still sucks.
0: <laughs> that's what I've heard. I've heard that it's better, but it still sucks. But like I, They're I'm dying good. to see it. At some point, I'll really. I'll watch it. But I've seen them all. I've now seen every ha- Halloween film now, and yeah, uh,
1: Matthew, is hardcore. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that is something else. All right, I've next next week is going to be my topic, and I haven't hey, decided it? it yet. I'm gonna decide it. I haven't decided yet. I'll think of something. Uh, think of something real good and come back at you next week with, and you know what I'm going to do as well? Uh-huh. I'm going to come up with, I th- I love that idea. I love that you had like a list of films like that. I, w- it, it, whatever topic I pick, I'm going to come up with a bunch of films that relate to that topic, like as recommendations.
1: As you should. And yeah, yes, Amy, love the Omen
0: trilogy. Absolutely. Well, it's more than a trilogy. It's a quad quadrilogy.
1: Well, right? that film doesn't count either.
0: What, the, the fourth just because
1: one? They, just because they include it in the box set doesn't mean it
0: counts. I like the fourth one. It's do you, do that? you know what it is? The fourth one is the next Karate Kid of the Omen films.
1: But... And I don't like the next Karate Kid either. It's garbage.
0: <laughs> well, Karate Kid 3 is garbage too.
1: Yeah, and Karate Kid 2 is pretty fucking bad, also. No, no Karate, Karate Kid Karate 2 Kid, is fucking the. Tits, it's Karate bro. Kid. No,
0: oh my God. Bro. And Cobra Kai. Oh, Cobra yo, Kai co- is the sequel. Holy to Karate shit, Kid bro. You like Cobra Kai? I love me some Cobra Kai.
1: Because it's good. It's the. I know. I'm not it's, it's arguing with you. I love to it. the fucking film that we've wanted since 1986.
0: Oh, my God. It's.
1: Not it's... satanic, but brilliant. Which one, Matthew? <laughs> He Who Gets Slapped, that's a movie. I swear to God, I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. Matthew's like
0: like Yo, throwing down the government. Matt, you are the MVP of this episode, and you're just like right? dropping knowledge. Loving it. Thank you. Please return next November time. From fire. Oh, fucking, yes. November from this fire. Jay, um, hey, when I
1: tell you about singing, stop that.
0: Uh, friggin', because we're doing a show on November 6th. That's what he's referring to. Um, ah. Friggin' uh, Rue, we haven't seen you this whole time.
1: This is the know, first time Rue is quiet. chiming in. Rue is like that's interesting. Matthew. I have to look it up.
0: Yeah, like Rue's been quiet tonight. You know, you know who Rue is. You you familiar with Howard Stern? Of course. So, like, I'm not saying that I'm Howard Stern, but I'm just saying the analogy. I feel like Rue is like the Fred. Like he always like chimes in on like stuff. You know, he's always, like, there, like, for everything. So, it's, like, always nice to see Rue in the comments and whatnot.
1: There's a a few people who haven't showed up
0: tonight. (laughs) Matt says, when's the next one? I'll write in my satanic planner. We go live generally uh, Thursdays at 9 p.m. EST, uh, 6 p.m. PST, pending any uh, other commitments and whatnot. And we've been pretty good about that schedule. I said, pending any commitments we go live at said time and um yeah so we'll be back next week 9 p.m 6 p.m pst est you'll see us make sure you like share subscribe follow uh chris at uh sinful celluloid on instagram and go check out the he he has his channel that he's building up now um yeah sinful celluloid um...
1: We're, bu- we're getting ready to go live on that. We're going to start broadcasting from that in January. Um, we're going to move over there. So just FYI cool. on that. Also, the Black Candle Sculpture is on my sinful celluloid Instagram, not the podcast.
0: Oh, um, the first power with Lou Diamond Phillips. So, Amy, you oh are my on fire. God. We, how did we Amy. miss that? You I were on saw fire that. tonight.
1: I watched it in the fucking theater. I wow, actually Amy. went to go see that. Good job.
0: Good Good job. That's really good. I'm I'm impressed. All right. We have a nice way of closing here. What do we say? We say peace and
1: hair grease.
0: Peace and hair grease.